Welcome to Exposed. Real people, real stories, uncensored. You'll hear it all, as well as secrets from your host, Samantha X. Reese, it's so lovely to see you. You too. Reese is a very handsome, very handsome. I'm totally shy. Reese is one of Australia's busiest male escorts. He's been in the business. How many years have you been in the business now? I'd say five or six. Yeah. yeah. That's a long time in hooker life, isn't it? Yeah. It flies by though. It does. Yeah, once you get started. Yeah. Once you pop, you just can't stop. Um, his clients range from married women looking for something new in the bedroom to 40-year-old virgins to even a 78-year-old. I cannot wait to hear that story. 78. Yeah. Wow. I could do the intro for, for ages, but let's just get... Let's <laughs> I'm enjoying get, it. It's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. my head is getting bigger. I can feel it. Let's just get on with the interview because I'm fascinated by your story. Amazing. Where do we begin? Well, Reese, yes. I'm fascinated by you. Okay. I understand why people are fascinated with sex workers. Right. Did you, were you fascinated with sex workers? Absolutely. Gigolos. Is that what Gig- they call them? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. I don't know if they still call them that anymore. Or is that I more call of an it, but I'm old fashioned. So I say gigolo. Oh, okay. But I think it's just a male companion now, isn't it? Just a male companion. <laughs> yeah, that's all we are. Yeah. It's just, I feel like we just all fit under escort now. And you're in Sydney for work, for clients. I am, yeah, yeah. You're yeah, from yeah. Brisbane. I am from Brisbane. So I tour, I try to get in monthly, if not every second month. Um, but this was a long tour, so I've just come from Melbourne straight to Sydney, and then I'll fly home Saturday. But um, with my, a wallet full of cash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I miss those days. Really? Yeah. yeah, that like you only work when you feel like not when you feel like you have to, but you feel the uh, the pressure to like not just like make money, but to put yourself back out there. Yeah, and so like my tours kind of coincide with the seasons of you know. Busy at work, but also kind of running out of money from the previous yeah. tours. So. <laughs> it, look, it's it's the gift that keeps giving, isn't it? Sex work, you know, you yeah. run out of money, you go, you make ten grand more, and I think that's the danger with it as well. Because I yeah. certainly, the more money you have, the more you spend, and mm. I used to spend so much money on nothing because I knew I'd make it again. Yeah, it becomes this addictive cycle of just in out straight away. Mm. Um, budgeting gets kind of difficult as well because it is seasonal as well. So you'll mm. have that quiet period of like January. Tax time's always quiet. Family holidays Mm -hmm. are always quiet. I don't do anything during school holidays. Um, Because all your mum, all the mum clients. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They're family. They're they're all trying to act normal. (laughs) (laughs) That's impossible. We know that. Um, Okay. So you're super successful as a male escort. I've known your name for a long time and I've met you a few times. And I think you are... Actually, the first time I met you, well, the time I met you was in Brisbane and we went for a coffee and I thought you were such a gentleman. <laughs> like you opened the door for me you, uh, uh, and I remember this. You you pulled my seat for me to sit down. and That was a while ago too. That was like a few years ago. Yeah, that yeah. was when I was on tour in Brisbane. Mm. So t- tell tell the average person what on tour means. Okay, so on tour means like um, just visiting a city that has a high demand for your services. Um, it does take a little bit to establish yourself mm. in each city. So it took me a good two years of just touring and hoping that I would make enough money um, to build up some regulars. And then from there, you can kind of get in this routine of um, reaching out to your regulars or they reach out to you and you just say, sure, if you can put down a deposit and then that deposit kind of pays for the flights and then you can book your accommodation and then 
it just kind of rolls over. Um, do you always make I do you always make them pay for deposit? Because I that was something I was so bad at, and yeah. I learned the hard way that yeah, I would book hotel rooms and flights, and then they'd bloody cancel. Yeah. You know, I learned the hard way, but I still hate asking for deposits. So I still hated asking for deposits. No, I'm I'm great at it. Like I have to do deposits because I think just I'm sick of I was sick of people flaking so often. Right. That, what excuses um, would a woman give for not turning up? I've got like, my period. <laughs> yeah, like like these. I think it's just like. There's so many, but it's it's all the same. Like at the end of the day, they don't want to see me, and that's okay. Um, the the issue more so is like, um, are they open to seeing me again, or like have have I done something wrong? Because you do self reflect when you get a cancellation, um, and you reflect on all the time that you've wasted up until that point. Um, but I don't take deposits that are too big, you know, like, because if you can't make it, you have to give that back. Yeah. Because it's just immoral to kind of hold on to someone's deposit and not yeah, give it back. Yeah, yeah. But that's another industry issue. But let's go back to before you were a gigolo oh, yeah. <laughs> and tell me a bit about your childhood and what your relationship with women was like growing up. Oh, did you want to be in it? I mean, was it something, I mean, would you have even heard of a male escort when you were growing up? No, I grew up pretty sheltered. Right. Um, up until puberty and puberty hit me pretty hard. And you're 30, by the way, aren't yeah. you? Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, an, I'm an adult. Like, yeah, yeah, you're an adult. I'm a grown up. It's okay. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Reese has hit puberty, by yeah, the way, guys. Yeah, I promise. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm mature. It's, it's okay. Yeah. Um, More mature than me. Um, so yeah, tell me about your childhood growing up. Growing up, uh, my relationship with women is great like um because you were from a single mom weren't you yeah, yeah so from my early teens i was uh raised by a single mom very busy very successful in her own businesses i had you know nannies that were women that you know look after me so i had a really good um communication with women um it also had me kind of grow up putting women on a pedestal as well that's nice um it, it, it's really good but then it's like they can do nothing wrong so then when you get burnt by them it's kind of like what is this <laughs> like this wasn't meant to happen mm. but that's just kind of like the learning of life yeah 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 people put like you put people on pedestals there's only one way for the, in the pit. well they there's only one yeah. way they can go when they're up right exactly yeah um, but I have still have a great relationship with my mum, uh, my grandma. And, I and you were saying earlier, earlier, yeah. they know what you do and they're the, yeah. your grandma's your biggest fan. Yeah, she's my biggest fan. Um, <laughs> have her mates tried to book you? <laughs> no. <laughs> the 78 year old no. is not one of your grandma's friends, no, is it? absolutely not. Totally different parts of the, uh, <laughs> the country. So awkward, it? It, it would, I don't like, I wouldn't know. I don't think they would know. Like my family is so private that they just keep to themselves and- we all communicate what we need to. Um, I only ended up telling them because like they already knew I was stripping topless waitering before all this. And then um, when I came face out as an escort, I was like, I'm going to take this card off the table from like everyone that thinks that they can blackmail me. Cause you do hear. Oh, and that's one of the blackmailed. reasons why I outed myself. Cause yeah. I want to take control of that. Yeah. And you have to. And so I just called up my family and was like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. What did you say? I have sex and money. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was like, hey, mum, I'm a prostitute. And um, <laughs> no, I told her that I trend, like transitioned and I felt that it was necessary to tell her at that stage because I was touring where I was getting really busy. Um, and I just wanted to explain to her from my perspective that I was being safe about it. Um, I was doing it on my own terms um, and just to see if she had any questions. Because I think that's important is to like give them space to not just digest it, but come back with something of their own curiosity. Um, and she just said, as long as you're happy doing what you're doing and 
you're looking after yourself, then it's up to you. And I thought that was great. So That's amazing. Yeah. Do you think it's because you're a male? Do you think a female would have a different conversation? I know it's hard yeah. for you to, to estimate that, but I mean, I know that I wasn't so lucky when I told my family. And yeah. I know that a lot of women's families disown them. It's it's very different. Yeah. I, th- I think the, stig- the, the stigma that women get from society is um, just not really there for men. Um, I speak to people in public, my Uber drivers. Um, you even, sort of gauge of society, taxi drivers and Uber drivers, yeah, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a gauge of how society thinks. Mm-hmm. And like um, I told some people on the plane on the way over here and they were just like, what, good what, on you. Like, yeah, yeah, 100%. Like just, Whereas if a woman would do that, it'd be like, mm. Yeah, or if I find also like, because my friends are full service escorts as well, it's- Females? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so if they, if they tell someone and that someone like takes it really well, but then if there's a falling out, they they kind of flip the switch and they're like You're a hooker, you're a whore. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So how did you go going back to your childhood? How did you go from because you studied Bachelor of Health Science? Yes, is that right? Did, did yeah. your family think you were gonna be a doctor? That was the goal. <laughs> yeah. That was the original goal. And I got into like um my master's degree, did a semester, had a few issues with uni, and then went into bartending, then went into top swaitering and stripping. Um and then but, you thought, I really love this. Yeah, well, the it's hard, it's hard not to because you get sucked into like know, the adrenaline. I know owning your own business and like that making was, shitloads of money. Yeah, that comes really quickly, but then goes like you said, goes really quickly. It's like water. Um, um, but I couldn't seem to gauge the time I was spending on uni to give me the returns I wanted for the money that I was already making, and I was making more than the doctors that I knew. Um, through escorting and spending half the amount of time. You'd be such a hot doctor. It, thank you. you would, thank you you would yeah. have, you have to be a gynecologist. <laughs> Basically this week has been clients telling me to go back to uni. Oh really? Yeah. What old women like yeah. me? Mm-hmm. Um, why would you take a, why would you take a pay, a pay cut to go yeah. to medicine? Yeah. And then lose like two, three years of my life to study and yeah. not be able to work as much. Would you go, would you, would you sometimes wish you'd followed that path? I I do only because I miss the knowledge. I enjoyed the learning aspects of the human body, and I and I like to implement what I did learn into my work. Um, do you know where the G spot is, Reese? I hope so. I <laughs> where is it? it? It's like back and forward, isn't it? <laughs> it's a certain area. I, I, I can't, I'm not going to say exactly. I'm just going to leave it open. Don't to the tell public. your secrets. No, no, absolutely no. Not. Yeah. If you want women, if you want Reese to find your G spot, you have to book him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, your relationship with women growing up—were you in relationships or? Surprisingly, yeah. Um, from puberty. I was in and out of relationships. Um, I think because I had a, such a sheltered childhood, it was hard to uh, navigate my emotions with hormones and sex because it was kind of like. So when did you lose your virginity? Fourteen. Okay. Yeah. That's not sheltered. I mean, I was like, I well, even when I lost it, I was like, I am way too young to be doing this. Like, <laughs> you was... have to be a mature person in the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I didn't have sex again until I was like sixteen, right? Um, when I actually wanted to kind yeah. of go down that avenue. Um, but then, yeah, I was in relationships. Like some of my longest relationships were in high school. But yeah, oh, that's so sweet. Hormones are crazy at that yeah. age. Especially for boys, I think. Yeah. So much aggression. Right. And, and sexual, like, energy. Yeah. Um, so a lot of lessons learned. A lot of people's emotions were hurt. 
my own, like yeah, particularly your own, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I I'd always had kind of someone with, um, which I had a connection to. I can see that you really enjoy the company of women, and I, do. You, I can see I can mm. tell that you love women. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You have a softness to you that I think women would really be attracted. <laughs> I, I hope so. Well, <laughs> that, not, not too soft. Not, yeah. <laughs> yeah. we got to ramp it up. We'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it comes later. Um, tell me about the first time you had sex for money. Ooh, the first time I had sex for money. And you charge 600 an hour, don't you? I do, Which yeah. is quite a lot for a male escort. That is true, yeah. Um, I didn't, like, I think just over the years it kind of grew because I was – just saw the demand grow. I saw that my book, like my whole book was scheduled and mm. I was like, I don't want to be working this much. Tell me about the first time you had sex for money. Yeah. Um, 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 okay. Yeah. I, I remember. Um, so when you start out as an escort, it does take a while to kind of build a brand. Like I was on the forums, on the platforms for a good three months before I got my first booking. And that's because you've got to not just build that profile, but you've got to build a whole character around that. You've got to build your social media, um, you know, your Twitter, everything. And that is because women are more invested in characters and we can go into that another time. Um, anyway, three months in, got my first booking. It was a local booking and I could only do our calls at that stage because I had roommates. So our calls mean you go to them? Yes. Yeah. Um, it was at this little motel um, on the Gold Coast, <laughs> on the beach of the Gold Coast. Um, oh my God, were you nervous? I was so nervous. Um, played it off because like I had done stripping a fair few times. Like I'm used yeah. to going to weird places to yeah. get naked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a huge difference between getting your dick out yeah. and having to perform. And there's a huge difference between like a group of people and yes. one person. And I think that yes. kind of takes a lot of the pressure out. Um she was a lovely lady from memory. Like this is How going old was back. She? I think she was like mid forties. Uh-huh. Um, she had recently broken up with her partner, and I remember these things. Like, if I can remember their face, I can remember the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, we're not going to identify her. No, 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 no. Just like get her in a lineup, mm-hmm. and I'll be yeah, yeah, <laughs> with all your thousands of clients. Yeah. God. <laughs> Uh, Don't worry, uh, I feel the same about mine. Yeah. Uh, we won't count numbers. We won't, we're not no, body counts. Is that yeah. what they call them? Body, yeah. we, we don't do that. Well, yeah, different discussion. I think different discussion. I think a if, long, long discussion. Yeah, if you're out of your teens, you shouldn't be having a body count that's in general. Right. But that's just my. We're perception. not twelve years old. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, what was it like? It was honestly unique in that, like, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know what I was doing basically and did you read books on how to pleasure women did you watch videos did you watch porn like well like there was a period in my life when I was doing that anyway mm-hmm. like especially in my late teens I read tantra books I read stuff about really like, yeah like I really wanted to explore sex when I was younger um right and it kind of pushed on this notion that like you can learn everything about sex in general it doesn't make you good at sex and I say that because like everyone is so different mm-hmm. with what they enjoy. There's no formula. No. And sometimes people don't even know what they like and you have to allow them to explore that. Mm-hmm. But this client was absolutely lovely. Um, we only had like one hour. So, you know, like one hour's not enough time to kind of like build chemistry, mm-hmm. do the thing, clean up, get out mm-hmm. and say goodbye. Uh, was she nervous? Yeah. 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 I think all women yeah. are. Because, yeah, it's a bigger, like, 
risk to women to meet up with someone for this kind of yeah. behavior. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it was a great experience. Um, from me, like I thought yeah. it was a great experience. I hope she thought <laughs> so it was. So you didn't experience. get stage fright. No, mm-hmm. no. It's almost like uh, I don't know if like everyone else is like this, but um, once the chemistry's there, my body just kind of goes with the flow. And I did feel in that first booking that I was more concerned, or like I was taking in notes of everything that was changing, whether it was her body language, her voice tone, like the things she was doing like i had so much running through my head of like trying to do the right thing that um you know things were working down there i was okay um but like that was half the focus as well to keep everything flowing yeah, and yeah. making sure that she was happy so yeah yeah but it was a great experience from memory and you walked away with cash in your pocket thinking i just got paid to have sex with someone yeah i know i was thinking i just got paid a week wage Really? Yeah. <laughs> what were you doing at the time, work-wise? Um, as in, like, how much was I charging, or like? No, what, what were you doing it? for a normal job? Oh, I was bartending. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And well, and you know, once the first job's done, you either love it and mm. you're hooked, or you're disgusted and you can never do it again. And most people are hooked. See, I don't know the other one. I only no. know the first one. Yeah. But I guess they're out there. Yeah, of course. But ah, uh, you know what? In my my. 10 years in the industry, I've met one woman who couldn't do the job. Mm-hmm. The rest are addicted to it. And that's dangerous. We'll get mm. to that later. It's not, you know, it's a day. I always advise, and we were talking about this earlier, don't enter the industry. That's always yeah. my number one advice. Yeah. Number one, don't enter. Number two, if you do enter, this is how you do it. Yeah. Okay. See, mine is always like, um, here's all the reasons you should probably not get into it, mm-hmm. but you're an adult these are your decisions Mm -hmm. like you choose whether you want to pursue this at your own kind of risk what what are the reasons not to get into it um in your opinion i I know i would say to start with for women is the social stigma um like how prepared they are to be advertised and and also like how prepared they are for those inquiries that are pretty abusive or like not nice or objectifying because it does kind of like eat away at you when you get those shit inquiries over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, also, the risks as far as the amount of physical abuse that happens, mm-hmm. unfortunately, in our industry, um, and the sexual health risks mm-hmm. that uh, are heavily stigmatized mm-hmm. in our industry. What about the mental health aspect of the job? Oh, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Like, so much of our mental health is. Uh, not so much compromised, but definitely challenged. Um, and I think you have to see a therapist. It's like mental hygiene. and it makes I love that, mental hygiene. Mm, yeah, I, that's what I call it. It's just kind of like it allows me to um, decompress everything and not hold anything back, but also have someone view it from an outsider perspective because you can get so consumed in everything it's, it's exhausting the job isn't it? it's mm. mentally i always say it wasn't physically draining it was mentally draining because yeah. you just listen to so many issues and problems mm. and we're, yeah. we're naked therapists yes. do, do yeah, women exactly. do that to you too well yeah but i feel like that's part of the process of intimacy mm-hmm. like if if they can't open up about certain aspects that they're having problems with then um they're not going to get the right level of um, uh, right level of engagement that they're looking for, mm-hmm. and it also shows comfort 
in the environment. And they trust you. Exactly. So I wouldn't bother them kind of open up and I'm happy to kind of like take that on as and in that moment and digest my own yeah. view about it. But in that space, it's more about I'm there for them and their like whole experience mm-hmm. with me. Um, what kind of heavy things have they told you? I mean, I had a guy tell me once that he was sexually abused by a priest that yeah. not even his family knew. Mm-hmm. I've had a few clients actually have told me that, which and yeah. it's a lot to take on, especially when they're crying. Yeah. You know, I saw this businessman was very, very high profile in the city, mm. you know, worked for one of the big banks and he would see me at lunchtime and just basically cry about his sexual abuse. And it was just, I'm not trained counsellor. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's hard. Yeah. Um, my experience, unfortunately, was more to do with um, women coming from domestic violence based relationships that um, expanded into their sex life and it was especially that kind of was like a bit of a demographic for me for a period there where Mm. they were trying to explore sex but without going through that if you know what I mean so we had to unpack a bit of emotion in order to engage sexually because there was so much that they were just so used to being abused and then used and then thrown away you know what I mean like there's so much to it that's that's a lot on you it is it is um i like i'm so grateful that i do have my education to kind of fall on when it comes to that because we did do a lot on mental health and and client engagements and stuff like that but um there's also like i think people don't consider how to re like how to re-establish their sex life after those relationships because they're so up and down nothing is going to compare sexually because they're just not going to be used to even intimate touching, like sensual experiences. Sex and safe boundaries. Yeah. So for a period there, my first four questions were always like, okay, expectations, boundaries, triggers, and pleasures. Now- Do you ask every woman that? I used to. I used to always put triggers in. Um, Now I don't put triggers in as much. Um, simply because like I haven't come to that conversation. Obviously, if we Mm. go through that conversation, I will ask for their triggers. Mm -mm. And I always like, it's extremely important because I never want to trigger someone during sex. Is there a type of client that that, that books a male escort or books you? Mm, Definitely demographics for sure. Tell us about that. I'd say my more common clientele are married. Mm-hmm. between the ages of... Husbands, watch out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like I was telling you earlier, like yeah. I have some great relationships with some of the husbands and sometimes the husbands actually book me for their wives, but it's uh, predominantly between 30 to like 50 mm-hmm. and like even 55, I'd say, because... Mm-hmm. Um, People have been married for 20, mm-hmm. 30 years and they just, they want to kind of reach out sexually. And let's say their husbands don't know. What uh, what are the wives telling you? Why are they booking you? The wives are telling me whatever they would like me to know. Okay. And that, <laughs> that is all it. I need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So what, what, what kind of stuff do they tell you? Why they've booked you? Because um, they just want to have sex with a different man or? Well, I mean. Do they complain about their husbands? Some do. Like, I think everyone kind of complains to a degree if they feel like it's necessary. If they feel like they need to get that off their chest, then. What are the yeah. top complaints about husbands? Uh, <laughs> the top complaints are unfortunately really nasty things. <gasps> um, so, women that are in DV relationships and come and see me 
or a sense of uh-huh. comfort. And that's hard um, because you hear sto- like you hear them telling you stories of things that had only happened like weeks ago or like days ago. And it's, it's pretty tragic um, uh, from verbal abuse, blackmail, um, uh, you know, like holding the kids against them, like common one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really tragic, but um, that's just some of the things I like, said, that's a dark aspect. Yeah. It could be anything from just like, not having a shower or cuddling them after sex. Like right. it could just be aftercare that they're missing. Do they ever say, I want to leave my husband, but I'm trapped? Because um, I, I used to hear that a lot from the man's point of view. I used to, uh, you know, I, I want to leave, but I can't because of the kids or money or blah, blah, blah. I've heard it. Mm. Uh, and I have had a few clients leave their husbands over the years. For you? Not for me. No, I, I have to make this really clear because like it can get misconstrued that mm-hmm. like, I tell all my clients this, I'm not here to replace the, like, I'm not here to replace intimacy for them. I'm here to benefit their lifestyle and help them grow as a person in ways that they would like to. I'm not, I'm only here as a catalyst per se. I'm sure they'd fall in love with you though. Uh, I've had some issues. Yeah. What's happened? Um, How have you managed to keep a distance? Because it's hard because you, and you don't want to lose a client and yeah. you probably do enjoy their company, mm. but they've maybe just taken things a bit too far. And They cross boundaries mm-hmm. for sure um, in which I have to draw the line. Like it's, for me, it's like a three strike rule. Um, I make it a point to not return texts immediately because they have to know that I'm not there to counsel them through everything throughout their life like I'm I'm the service provider for this activity or mm-hmm. this experience I always said the phone was to make appointments or cancel appointments it's not a chat line mm. otherwise they'll just take the piss yeah mm-hmm. like I don't mind a bit of banter here mm-hmm. and there and I have clients send me things that I find fascinating um, through conversations but those conversations are during bookings mm-hmm. and I do request those things to be sent and sometimes they ask for consent to send them um, the those women that have kind of like left their husbands in the process um, is um, the decision was kind of already made and they just didn't have the courage to do it until they felt empowered or they felt that they were able to, um, they were able to take on life on their own. Um, And sex can be very empowering, which is really, really cool to see. So, yeah. So the type of clients you have are married women, and who else are they? Uh, Single women. Yeah, um, I've seen a couple of sex workers as yeah. well. Um, God, is the sex just really good with sex work- with two sex workers? That is an interesting comment because, like, <laughs> and some- who pays who? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, okay, I've I have hired my own. Yes, um, have you? Yeah. Oh, I never got a phone call. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, you're in a different city. Yeah. Remember, like, I'm in Brisbane. Like, you know, so, yeah. Don't use geography as an excuse. Yes, we're just one call away. Um, uh, it's honestly sometimes it really works because when you are when you're a sex worker you take control of everything mm-hmm. right like you navigate the booking the time the money like everything is within your power um, I've been with sex workers that we both kind of take on that role and it clashes and doesn't like it just isn't a fun time whereas I've had other sex workers that it's it's their relief like they're able to kind of relinquish control mm-hmm. so um it's it's their way to reset themselves as mm-hmm. sexually because um without resetting yourself it can just take and take and take 
Um, so that's another demographic entirely. I, I booked a male escort once and I couldn't go through with it. I, I left. Oh, my God. I was just so embarrassed. It was in Melbourne. Uh, we sort of knew each other and... Um, I just, I just completely freaked out and just got really nervous and did a very un-Samantha thing and just, uh, I had it, we had a cup of tea and then I just belted it out of there. I was just, <laughs> it's just so cringe, but we're still friends. Oh, that's um, good. yeah, I just felt uncomfortable with the whole paying thing. You know, I just thought, I just felt embarrassed, you know, and I'm quite shy like that. So I'd want, I think it was an ego thing as well. Like you said, the power, mm. the power, usually I have the power with mm. men. And when he had the power, I couldn't cope with it. I didn't know what to do with it. That's funny. Mm. That's really funny. And mm -hmm. you weren't able to let that, like you weren't able to kind of relax. No. And because I'm sober, I couldn't have a few drinks. <laughs> so it's just, you know, there's only so much tea can do for you. <laughs> but I, I don't drink at all. Oh, okay. Interesting. Or do drugs. Oh, right. like, so like my clients don't drink. Uh, some do. Yeah. But, I could yeah. do the job sober. You know, it's amazing. That actually, clients yeah. always requested water. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. When you don't drink. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, okay. So you've got married women, you've got single women, virgins. What's it like being with a virgin? Um, you got four, Did you say you had 40 year old virgins? I did. What was that like? She was lovely. She was, she was very, very sweet. Um, Why 40 and virgin these days? I think it was. Uh, How did that happen for her? Have you heard, like, there's a, there's a term called like victim of circumstance. Mm -hmm. And I think it was just her, her path in life didn't mm -hmm. kind of allow her to explore that. And she was very nervous. Like she didn't know what to expect, Aww. but she is very open. And yeah. it's not, it's not, it's a little bit harder in that you have to, you don't like, they don't know their expectations. They don't know their boundaries. So you have to guide them from like the smallest amount of like expectations and, and build off that, which is also a lot of fun because you can kind of open their awareness to what sex can be. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful first experience for it, them. Well, it should be mm -hmm. like, um, and like it can develop in so many different directions because you've got like BDSM in one way and mm -hmm. then you've got tantra in the other. Uh, and it becomes more of a journey for both of you rather than just them. So they have sex with you for the first time and then get disappointed for the rest of their lives with other men. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you don't experience disappointing sex, have you really experienced yeah, sex? Exactly. Like <laughs> exactly. exactly. Um, so is there a type of client? So basically what I'm hearing from you is that there's no type. It's just all kinds of women. No. Yeah, exactly that. Mm. The I think it's still kind of new for women to book men. Mm. So it's still taboo. Well, it's funny. When I put this on my Instagram that I was interviewing a male escort today, I had a woman contact me say I would be insecure about them not finding me attractive okay. and therefore not being able to perform and I would be embarrassed. Okay. But that's a question we get asked a lot as escorts is yeah. how can you have sex with ugly people? You know, we get that all the time, don't we? All and what's your answer to that? Um, there's like... <laughs> There's so many answers. Okay, so yeah. my mind is running here because yeah. we had this conversation yes. earlier. Um, there was, there's two ways I, I govern it as like you've got um, absent-mindedness where you kind of go somewhere else mentally mm -hmm. and disassociate. <laughs> dis exactly, yep. that's what I was looking for. Healthy or not, we disassociate, don't we? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and People like I was doing that in my personal life. Yeah. Before sex. I do work it every well. day when I deal with some people. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting a bad message. Yeah. 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 Slow um, to that happy place. Yeah. <laughs> Compartmentalize it. Yeah. And then the other way is being present and very hyperfixated. Uh, when I first started, I was very much disassociating in all my bookings. Mm -hmm. um, 
not in a bad way, but just in a way to kind of get through that last little bit. Um, and I realized that that was bad for my personal life mm -hmm. because I was disassociating in the sex that I actually wanted to enjoy. Yeah. And it's really hard. And I said that to you earlier to get back to thaw out and get back to being present. Yeah, that's it? right. You referred to yourself as an icicle. Icicle. Yeah. I was a bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and also, there's no such thing as ugly in my book. Well, yeah. And like going into presentism, like being extremely present is that you, I find with chemistry, there's always something that you like about the person. And you always find something beautiful about someone. Yeah. There is rare occasions that you don't. <laughs> <laughs> like very, very rare. That's when you go to your happy place. Yeah. No, like. <laughs> yeah, tell us, come yeah, on, yeah, tell us. Okay, you're thinking okay. of someone. Yeah. No, I'm not thinking of someone. I'm thinking also of our conversation about like, we we know a few sex workers because we had this conversation earlier, but also yeah. ourselves with certain experiences that you build this kink for people that you're <laughs> not attracted to in any way, shape or form. And you have the best sex with them. Yeah. <laughs> you, the sex is great. Sex, and, yes. But then when like it's all said and done, you're kind of like, what? I'm disgusted in myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a deep rooted shame. <laughs> it, it just, oh yeah. We, and the first time I met you, we yeah. talked about this. Yeah. Um, we, call, we called it the disgust kink. <laughs> we were disgusted in ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Mostly. Okay. So what are women looking for? Like what are the top things that women are looking for? When oh. it comes to sex or men or... Yeah, that's a good question. It's the top things I would say is fulfilling a fantasy. Fantasies are a big thing nowadays with all the erotica books and the movies and stuff coming out. They're, do they want the Christian Grey cup? It is Christian Grey, isn't it? From, yeah. For, yeah. Do they want... Yeah, that's the, a big thing Yeah, for a lot of... Especially like the mums and wives. Um, but then that kind of had a play of uh, a bunch of shows as well, like Sex Life and stuff kind of come off it. Uh, did you watch um, Good Luck to You, Leah Grande with Emma Thompson? Did. What did you think of that? Um, look, and that's a, that's a sh uh, for anyone that doesn't know, it's a movie with Emma Thompson mm -hmm. and a fantastic actor, I can't remember his name, who plays a male escort. And it was their relationship, really, that she was a, a client, he was a yeah. sex worker. And I thought there was a lot to it that was great. But there was also a lot to it that was uh, bad in mm -hmm. the boundaries mm -hmm. side of things. You should have been asking him all these personal questions. Yeah. Well, also, like she was crossing a lot of his boundaries, but also his reaction was not to the caliber that you should Not present. very professional. But the more you think about it, it is a movie. They mm -hmm. do need some drama. Um, but my life is very anticlimactic anti when it comes to drama. Mm -hmm. Anytime yeah. something goes wrong or a boundary is crossed, it's like, okay, take a step back or you're blocked and I never see you again. Yeah. So have you had to do that? Yeah. Yeah. A few times, mm. um, which is good for my mental health. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's also good for them because it- You're teaching them. Well, I hope so. <laughs> do you get women who are so embarrassed of their body, they're too embarrassed to take their clothes off? Yeah. And how do, how does, how do you, how do you work with that? It, it really depends. Um, if if they, if it is something that they just don't want to be shown or, or have out there, then there's ways around it. There's always ways around it. Like mm -hmm. we don't even have to have sex to have a good time. Um, we can use blankets. We can use different angles. Like mm -hmm. we don't have to have all the lights on. Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's so many ways to still enjoy intimacy that doesn't involve just a porn scene. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what are women looking for? Oh yeah. Um, so part of it was the fantasy. Mm -hmm. uh, there is like this hyper fantasized realm currently dwelling in the underlying 
part of our society. And the other part would be um, expanding their awareness around sex and intimacy, um, trying something brand new that they don't know what to expect. Do they, they like it a like, bit rough? Some do, mm. yeah. How do you feel about doing that? I enjoy it as long as they're enjoying it. And then if it becomes more of a dom-sub dynamic, then it's a different conversation because then you have to take into account um, consent, like boundaries, consent, um, safety words, procedures. Aftercare is a big one. And I think aftercare is very underrated in vanilla sex. So it's always good to kind of prioritize time to cuddle. Like it's it sounds silly to some people and I know it does, but no, it's I so important. No, I love a good cuddle. And yeah. believe it or not, if I don't get that after sex, I feel used. Exactly. Mm. Like, And we, we all do. And even if it's not a cuddle, like go have a shower together, like wash each no, other. No, I don't do that because I always get cold. Oh, well. I hate being cold. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing I never do with clients. When they ask for a shower, I never do that because I get cold and I hate being cold. I love the cold. Do you? Well, I don't love it. So but you're like, from Brisbane? Yeah, but like I like ice baths. I like swimming oh, in the ocean. Oh, you're one of those. Like, Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, did we finish what women are looking for question? Look, I'm going to I'm gonna bring it down to those two okay. that I can roll off my tongue. Okay. And just... We had some questions from people. Mm. What kind of person – so I put this out on my Instagram that I was interviewing you today and I was inundated with questions for men and women, um, particularly men who are looking to be – and every man thinks they can be a male escort, right? It seems like it. It <laughs> seems like it. It definitely feels that way. So what personality do you need to be a male escort? Oh. And what is a big no-no? You you need to have empathy and you need to have compassion and no judgment. I think that was the number one rule when I Do started. Do you need to have a big penis? Oh, right. Yeah, my bad. I was thinking. No, no, no. no these are good. These are good. But one, one person said, do, do you have to have a big dick to be a male escort? You don't have to have a big dick, but you definitely have to know how to pleasure someone. Like, a woman. <laughs> but women are so good at faking, aren't they? They are. They even are. And you were saying earlier that even they fake with you sometimes. I w yeah. But, but you, would you know? No. Mm. And I told you this before, like you wouldn't know if a woman is faking it. Faking it. And we've heard this before where guys mm. are like, I would know. And no, they don't. No, they you, don't. you wouldn't. No man would ever know if a woman was faking. Women are so good at it. And if you would know with one woman, you definitely wouldn't know with another woman because yeah. they're so different. Why do you, this is such a shame that women feel they need to fake orgasms. Yeah, like they're also people pleasers. Like they just don't want to let the other person down um, in thinking that they're not quite doing the job. Um, and it, like it might just be uncomfortable for them and or hurt or... And they don't know how to say stop. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the bigger issue. People don't know how to communicate during sex. What personality do you need to be a male escort? Um, just very open-minded. Very open-minded, uh, very self-aware. Um, you need to dissolve your ego when it comes to sex because it's always changing. Uh, everyone's so different. You're just going to have to learn on the fly sometimes. And you have to like women as well. Oh yeah. Because people, yeah, yeah. some men don't like women. I forget this. Yeah. See, I, I was with a client just recently that was telling me that she had an experience with an escort that has some residual hate towards women. Really? And it was really, me. yeah, apparently it was really violent by the sound of things. But <gasps> What, physically? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. But it, it goes to show that you really do have to have a lot of appreciation for women in that, in mm -hmm. that like scene. Do you have to have a perfect body? No. 
No. Well, you do. Women, but... women are more invested in character yeah. than they are physically. I agree with physique, that. So. But just saying that you do have an amazing body. Oh, oh well, thank you. Saying I, that, I just had to say that. I didn't realize it was I coming just, as a compliment. Yeah, yeah. I, was just, I was prepared to defend <laughs> the dad bods out there. They're doing no, their best. But, but no, I don't mind a dad bod. In fact, I'd, I'd actually quite attracted to a dad bod. Yeah. Um, what if, okay, these are the questions for my followers. All right. What have you learned about women and what has surprised you the most? What have I learned about women? You can never go too fast. That was a big one because, like, I was brought up on like porn, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of learning about tantra and stuff, it was like all the. Uh, Would you mean physically go too fast, like jackhammer? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and progress foreplay way. No woman likes a jackhammer. Context. Mm-hmm. Maybe at the end. Right. And a little bit. You know what clients you have. (laughs) (laughs) No, it it, it all comes down to, yeah, everyone's preferences. Some do, some don't. Um, um, I've forgotten the question. Okay, so what have you learned about women and what has surprised you the most? Okay, I definitely learned to go slow and be soft. Um, What has surprised me the most? Um, Probably how many people are not communicating that they're not having their needs met. I think that's a big In relationships? In relationships, out of relationships, entering relationships as well is a big one. Um, People have trouble uh, communicating that. And I think mostly because they don't really know themselves. Mm. Um, That's probably the biggest surprise. Um, And I forget that like people don't explore sex until uh, something happens or they're much older and- like, I feel like I'm kind of, I don't want to like give myself a big head as far as like, I learned a lot at a younger age, but it was kind of teaching a lot of older people stuff about like Tantra and stuff. Like I didn't learn about BDSM till in my twenties, like well in my twenties. So, but and that's a totally different end of the spectrum. And yeah, that was the biggest surprise. I think is being able to teach people more about intimacy than I thought everyone knew all about it. Well, they don't. And and sex is associated with shame so much of the time, especially I, for women. I've never had that. Mm. Had, you've never had a woman that's ashamed of their body, of shame no. of sex, or you've never had that growing up? Yes. Yeah, I think yeah. it's to do with how you were brought up, I think. <laughs> yeah, my family was really open. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, what dri- Okay, this is another question from a follower. What drives women crazy in bed? You can tell these are from men. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what drives women crazy in bed? Here's, here's a great answer for all the men out there is learn your love languages. Because that is a lot of the time how people interpret affection, not just love. So what does that mean to the average Neanderthal man? <laughs> oh, okay. No, that's okay. Because I do have like, I have it on script in my head okay. from explaining it to clients <laughs> over and over. So we've got five love languages. we got gifts, quality time, touch, words of affirmation, and- um, Service. Access service. Access service. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. And so when it comes to intimacy- um, draw on those elements within the bedroom if it's acts of service like like you can move them around if okay i'm speaking from a place of control like i control the scene therefore i present the circumstances of the experience acts of service you can move them around you can um play with the intensity to go you know very intense to low intensity and playing with the waves allows you to kind of 
take breaks and get water and kind of prolong so don't rush into it exactly so women love the whole experience mm-hmm. but sometimes there's something to be said for the quickie absolutely mm-hmm. i love myself a quickie sometimes because it's just it's instant satisfaction but mm-hmm. um if you want to like if you want one thing to drive women crazy, it's their individual love languages for sure. So you need to find out what their love language is. Exactly. So if it's acts of acts of service, do something nice for her. Yeah, not not just do something nice for her, but but think of ways that you can implement that in the so bedroom. So for example, that would be that would be like I said, like getting them water when they need oh, a breather, okay. or um um like get it like. <laughs> When you make a mess, clean up your mess. Okay. <laughs> like it could be something just as simple as that. Get the tissues. Yeah. If okay. it's if it's words of affirmation, you whisper things in the, in their ears. You if okay. it's touch, you can touch like highly innovative areas. Uh, what is a highly innovative? I was about area? to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> we we are highly innovated in our hands, feet, and face, and then our genitalia. Um, everyone is very different depending on where. <laughs> so where they like to be touched. Yeah. So play like explore that with them yeah um but also men should know their own love languages because yes. they're going to be projecting their affection onto that person and if they don't line up it can be a miscommunication and not just in the relationship but in that's great life. advice yeah. that's fantastic advice Thanks. so what's off limits for you off limits for me um i'm very much like a take control you were talking sexually right yeah well, you tell me. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. No, when someone is in your job yep. as Reese, yep. what's off limits? What's off the table? That's- oh, personal life, for sure. Okay, right. So yeah. they can't talk to you about your personal life. Yeah. yeah. Like, Do they I'm, try? I'm sure women would yeah, love to find out course, about you. Of course. It's it's just it's part of the work. I think getting to know each other. Um, I'm happy to talk about aspects. Like I'm happy to mention family. Do because- they know your real name? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And if they do, like, and that has happened, like mm-hmm. I have been doxxed by the industry, by people. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I request that they don't call me that. And that is a, that is a boundary. If they want to cross that, mm-hmm. then it's the pr- process of like, well, I just won't see them anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, clients, used to, if they called me Amanda instead of Samantha, I'd say, I'd be Amanda, you know, yeah. put my feet up on the, I'd wear a tracksuit, <laughs> put my feet up on the table, you yeah, know, like just watch TV. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Just go leave your money here and go. Yeah, exactly. That's what Amanda would do. I'm I'm very lazy in my personal life. I would just go to the gym. <laughs> That's <laughs> not like, lazy. That's, it takes a lot of energy it, to do that. It's lazy for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's what's sexually off limits? How, uh, how, what's the craziest thing a woman's asked you to do? Uh, craziest thing a woman's asked me to do? Or the weirdest? To uh, fuck their husband. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. That was great. It was a great shock value. Yeah. Uh, that was probably the weirdest thing. So, and do uh, you do it? it? No, no. So they actually do they actually want to see anal sex or what do they want to see? Oh no, they want to see their husband get bent over and railed. Stop it! Yeah. And yeah. have you done that? No, no. That's that's not something I'm. So that's off limits. What does doing. the husband say about this? Is I mean, he, I would hope a- there's consent involved. <laughs> <laughs> At least, at least he's been spoken to about. Well, maybe they're they're just sick of having to have anal sex with their husbands that they don't really want. That they just say, "No, hang on, you get fucked in the ass." They're probably tired of pegging them as well, right? God, that's so masculine for a woman to want that. Well, I mean, they don't want that. That's why they want me to do it. (laughs) That that's so aggressive. Yeah, you must Uh, really hate your husband. (laughs) Or maybe he just really wants it. Mm. Like being pegged is a huge fetish these days for a lot of men. So, and it's not 
and it's it's they don't want to see a guy because they take the pleasure in having a woman do it it's submitting to their woman um but yeah that was probably the craziest thing but boundaries sexually yeah i don't um i don't do that <laughs> um i'm very comfortable in like with couples i love seeing couples i think they're great uh it definitely came down to i don't do well to be dominated if you know what i mean like i don't take like i my body just doesn't respond to someone trying to take control of me in that situation. Have you ever walked out of a booking or cut a booking short? Um, I've cut a booking short for sure. Um, I haven't walked out. Like I haven't just walked in and been like, nope, and just legged it. Um, what made you cut the booking short? Uh, just a like – I think it was just the the chemistry wasn't there to continue the booking. It you was couldn't just, even fake it? I can fake it, did you say? Yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah. But was it that bad? Um, I just, I think it was bad for me. Right. Like, like work is work and yeah. you have good days and bad days. You just and like, I can't be asked for this today. Not even asked, I just couldn't fathom it. Right, what yeah. were they like? Well, it wasn't, like, like I said, it wasn't so much about them. It was just me in my own head. About wanting to be there when I wanted. Did to you give them the there. money back? Um, from memory, I think I discounted them, but I didn't give the total amount because I was already there for most of it. Right. I only cut it short half an hour. Yeah, I, I, I've cut booking short before. I just think I'm going to self implode if I stay here for a woman. Exactly, longer. and it's just it becomes really bad for your mental health yeah, if you try totally. and push through that barrier. Yeah. So that's how the job can fuck you up. Oh yeah, mm. like one of the ways. One of the yeah. many ways, but <laughs> <Yeah>. that's. <laughs> Um, okay. What's your, okay. From another man. What's Wonderful. your secret to keeping it up multiple times a day? Oh, see, I thought everyone was like this, but. <laughs> no, Reese, they're did. not. <laughs> we, um, I, uh, I, okay. Um, I, what I was going to tell you a story about a client that I had that, um, what they enjoy is eating cum. So just hang on, rewind. Yeah. The female. Well, yeah. There's a whole there's a whole like underground community of people that I'm so naive. search for boys that can come over and over again. Um oh my God, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This would be the first, I think. I don't know how public it is. It's very underground. So if I get like What's it called? Like it's I, a slang I, for I don't it? have a name. Okay. I only have So people so women and men search yeah. out men yeah. who can ejaculate so they can eat it. Yep. Yep. And like they will hire guys to come multiple times. Just like times. a sperm donor yeah. clinic without having to yeah. impregnate Oh my God. There's a term for it called like milking. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting embarrassed now. Yeah. This is, this is a very niche subculture that we're getting into now. So yes. I'm not going to get too into it. Yes. Uh, yes. Just the whole story. Well, it's a good job we're not PG. But, but um, I, I kind of went down that path of being able to do that. And ejaculate multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. And, um, and then. Uh, it just became a bit of a process where I was able to do that for a period of days, but then I also need like a week off. Like it's not consistent. Um, and I have good days and bad days where I can schedule multiple bookings. So if it's more than an hour, I would usually come more than once. So like- You wouldn't or you would? I would. Right. I would usually come more than once if it's multiple hours. And then- um, and then what, you have an hour break and then do it all again? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, But I would take like a few days building up to that kind of day. No wanking. Like, well, I don't wank anyway, unless right. it's for like content. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, Unless I you can monetize yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, had a, I had a phase where I just, I didn't want to masturbate anymore. So I stopped and then, and then I ended up in sex work. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it took a lot of, it, t- it just takes a lot of self-awareness and control yeah. to kind of get through it and building up to those big tours is kind of when you want to have that So energy. different for men. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my, my, I lost my sex drive when I was working. I just had no sex drive. Mm. Um, it's hard to get back actually. Mm-hmm. A lot of people find that like they feel broken. Right. And they lose their sex drive. And yeah. I've had clients that come to me for that. Really? And it's just a matter of digesting their experiences around sex in general um, and slowly building intimacy. Yeah. Because it can be linked to trauma a lot of the time. Um, it can just be just not interested anymore. And that's just like passion. Mm-hmm. Um, hell, even I feel asexual sometimes when I'm just, yeah. but it's a natural thing. Yeah. Like people put such pressure on sex. Like yes. It needs to happen. Yeah. And we spend so much time talking about it than actually doing it, don't we? <laughs> Finding we it. Do yeah, now. we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So you don't take Viagra, do you? Or do you? No. no. Okay. I had my first Viagra experience. All right. It was amazing until it wasn't. And I had a huge headache for like 24 hours. I hear you have a huge headache afterwards. Yeah. Cause, and it was just because of nerves that I was like, I'll try it to see if I can utilize it. But I haven't taken it since. Won't Sounds take it again. like you don't need it. Well, I, like I said, I was worried that I was getting too nervous and doing too much work that I thought I could get away with taking something to help out. Right. Natural is the way to go. Mm. How do you? Okay, we've we've sort of touched on this, but but let's condense the answer. How do you get excited with women you don't find attractive? Condensing the answer would say find something that you really like about that person that you, and hyper fantasize about it in your head to make it the be all end all that you want to engage intimately with mm-hmm. that person. Mm-hmm. Um, it literally could be anything. It, personal preference mm-hmm. yeah what's the one thing or tell me a few things that most people get wrong about male escorts oh oh that's a good question mm. um what they get wrong about male escorts the the whole thought that they're in it just for sex and money which that, is still pretty good reasons to be well, in it yeah but guys guys do get into it for that they don't stay in it because it's not what it is like it's not they're not going to last if they think that it's just sex and money um the the expectation from media is that you just have sex with hot milfs all day <laughs> um, by the pool with margaritas like yes that's, just like the movies yeah and i don't think i've had pool sex in years so <laughs> I'm definitely but not you have had sex with hot milfs oh yeah yeah what, hundreds, thousands? No, just the flashbacks. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, I have, I have great experiences, so I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, but no margaritas. I <laughs> know, we're sober. So so that's the perception that people think it's it's all hot milfs and lying by the pool in Miami. Yeah, yeah. And um, what is the reality? The reality is it's like counselling. Yeah. It's getting to know someone building that connection and like literally helping them explore what they want um, from sex. and You have to have the personality for it. Oh, absolutely. And people come and go, like I said, very, very quickly. Um, there's a very few of us that are still in the industry, but mm. it's growing a lot recently, mm-hmm. I've noticed. 
Such, it's a saturated market now. Well, especially with OnlyFans. Yeah. Every you have your own OnlyFans, don't you? Yeah. But What's I, it called? Your account? Uh, I think just it's for later. Reese. <laughs> <laughs> How just do you spell send, it? Send a free link. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, it's just recentrally because recentrally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I made it more of like a advertising platform for my clients. Like, it's not something I push. It's not something I want to get in people's faces about. It's just so if clients are curious, because like mm-hmm. I said, it's all about character, mm-hmm. then they can explore that and the different scenes that I've done on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do collaborations so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, at the moment, it's just solo stuff for me, but there are scenes on there to mm-hmm. navigate if they so choose. Might have a look later. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, dating, what's um, how, what's your, what, is, it, is it hard? How hard is it to date when you're in the sex industry? I, th- I think, I think, ooh, you and I both know it's kind of difficult. Impossible. Yeah. And I and yeah. hats off to anyone who manages it. Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, at the end of the day, it's just all communication, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Expectations, boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like women, I, I say women in general, but I don't mean everyone, uh, in that there's a level of expectation surrounding a relationship that doesn't allow someone to see other women, if you know what I mean. Um, and I say that, there that would definitely happen from guys towards women um so if they're not open to that level of communication then it definitely will not work at all unless someone's lying to the other one yeah or building resentment so you either stop work oh i've always used to stop work for relationships it never works build resentment because then you just get poor yeah yeah and then you resent them anyway exactly yeah i always say that you give up work you get poor they're a dickhead then you end (laughs) up going back to work i've had a fair share of those tell me about this 78 year old that you saw i'm fascinated by this by her um she was a widow um family business very wealthy like very very wealthy um I, hadn't she, had sex in well she didn't really have a sex drive until she became a widow almost like it was this since her husband died she she got horny well i guess <laughs> like I, I could only assume it was just kind of like this journey for her to mm-hmm. want to be wanted um intimately and it's really tough for someone at that age to kind of go like to try and draw in the things that she wants um, without a financial exchange, if that makes sense. Like yeah, so basically her, it's hard to go on Hinge when you're 78 and try and get a lover. Yeah, I mean, it'd be hard enough just to navigate Hinge. It's hard enough at my age, to be yeah. honest, let alone when you're 78, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, and she just wanted someone to dance with and like literally dance with yeah 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 so just put on some music dance drink what kind of music does she like um i can't remember um music that i don't listen to ballroom dancing i i I assume so no i feel like it was a bit more party really yeah but like for her generation right yeah um so you danced around the living room yeah yeah it was it was it was cute it was um really sweet um but then, yeah, you do have to kind of like execute everything else after that as well. Um, what was the sex like? Uh, fragile. I think I mentioned earlier about the, there are certain things that you can and can't do. And the last thing you want to do is hurt someone. And at that age, you kind of don't really know if you're going to hurt this person or not. Cause like 
they may, you know, you might hurt a joint, you might hurt an angle. Um, you have to just be very, very careful. Um, and like I was, I was happy to be like considered to be a part of that for her. Like she definitely needed it. Um, she came from a very negative perspective of life. Um, so it was, it was, it was hard to navigate conversations. You, you went away that. with her for two weeks, didn't you? I'm, yeah, that was a big, that looking. was, that's a big job. Yeah. Yeah. That takes Can a I ask lot. how much you charged for that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, you yeah, don't have I, to tell me. No, 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 this was, this was years ago. So, um, I did two weeks for 40 grand. Um, <laughs> that's a lot of money, <laughs> but you earned every cent. It was a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was. And how many times did you have sex in that two weeks with her? Um, at least once a day or once every two days because like she was going through some health things that she couldn't do and um i wasn't going to push boundaries when it came to her health because the last thing you want is your client kind of injured or dying on you mid-booking calling an ambulance mm -hmm. uh that'd be a nightmare and God, can you imagine the headlines? Yeah. No, I could. I could yeah, imagine Australia's that. top male escort yeah. with body of 78-year-old client. I always used to worry that some of my clients would die, to be honest. In fact, one said to me, if I die, the money's in the safe. And I was like, okay. And then think, oh, do I want you to die? No, I don't think I want you to die. But where's how much money's in yeah, the safe? Yeah. Just take the money. Like, yeah, the yeah. We'll keep him alive. <laughs> I always wonder, actually, do you do like, what do the police do if they find you with a, with a client? Because I'm sure lots of people have died with sex workers. Lots of clients have died with sex workers. Wasn't, I don't there was a prime minister, detail. I think, or some politician. Mm, well, there was details of a client dying on a female mm. just the other year, like That's a year so ago or something. And, but she fled and then got done for like something, murder or something. So I don't really know the story, but it just sounds like a nightmare to me. So I would just have to do what I well, can. Well, you know CPR being an almost doctor. Yeah, but if they have not like, if, if, if something else is going horribly <laughs> wrong, I'm not going to jump into CPR on an 80. Let's hope it's done. Let, let's, let's, let's go back to the sex. Let's hope it doesn't happen, yes, Reese. Yeah. Um, but if it does happen, I want the exclusive. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the story straight yeah. to your doorstep. All right. Um, so the 78, so what would you have dinner, breakfast, lunch, dinner with her? Did you have to put her to bed? What, what did you sleep in the same bed? Yeah, yeah. So um, I had my prerequisite like i have to go to the gym every day and have like an hour to myself in the morning mm -hmm. so those are the two things that i had to do every day just to keep my sanity um and just uh everything else was like about her and what we were doing that day and where we were going so we were in brisbane for a few nights then we were in port douglas for a few nights and then we we're back in brisbane for a few nights do people think you're her son or her grandson i don't know i think it, i think when you're in work mode you just don't yeah. Think about that because if you worry about what people are thinking around you, you never you, do. You, you never go out with a client. Well, you you get in your own head. Yeah. Was she affectionate to you in public? Uh, no, I think she was also quite hesitant to be affectionate right. in public, which is okay with me. Yeah. Like I was, I I felt like a chaperone rather than mm -hmm. like uh, a gigolo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's fine. That's that's hard though. Two weeks on a job. That is that's that's lots of smiles and laughing, mm. and that, my cheeks would be aching by the end of it. I got food poisoning on the last night, so right. I had to go home like a few hours earlier than I'd hoped. Was that planned? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. I was I was absolutely wrecked, but I felt bad. But when you're sick, you just kind of don't. 
feel you, you just anything. Want to go you just, home. Yeah, you've got to get better. Yeah, and yeah. You, I'm sure she didn't want to have sex with you when you're on the toilet anyway. No. no. Um, okay, so the last question is, what advice would you give to men? That are looking to get into the industry? Well, and looking to get into the industry and how to be better with women or be more successful. Mm. So what advice would you give to men getting in the industry or who want to get into the industry? And then we'll go into what advice would you give to men would you give to men on how to be more successful with women? Okay. So getting started in the industry, uh, know your boundaries sexually, especially sexually. Uh, know what you are able to provide as a service, uh, not what you have dabbled in, like what you are confident that you can do. Um uh, also know what you enjoy sexually. Like people don't put enough emphasis on their own boundaries when they get into sex work. So if you're starting out, know that and also know your character that you're wanting to present as a business because at the end of the day, it's a business. It's a brand. Mm. Isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, you would know mm-hmm. more than enough about that. It's like you're putting yourself out there for the whole world to see. You have to kind of stand by that. And it's not all going to be sex and money. It Mm-mm. is going to be trauma. It's going to yep. be counseling. It's going to be hard travel. Work. Yeah. yeah, it's hard work. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. Mm. And it costs a lot of money to be yeah, an escort. It does. Um, so, yeah, first advice would be do all the metaphysical stuff first before you like jump into it and just throw a profile up there. Um, like, do you want to be face in, face out? Assume people stuff. find out. Yeah. Yeah. And you said something funny to me earlier that um, just because you've been told you can be a male escort doesn't mean you, exactly. <laughs> that you wish women would stop saying that yeah. to men. <laughs> yeah. We, women need to stop telling men that they can be male escorts. It's <laughs> giving them an inflated ego that is is very tragic for them when they get into it and hurt themselves. Um, oh, God. Not, so many men would tell you they want to be a male escort yeah, because, you know. So many men would tell me to go fuck myself, but <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Uh, everyone's everyone's entitled to their own mm-hmm. opinions. What um, advice would you give to men who are, you know, not very lucky in love, who not have who don't have much luck with women? What mistakes are they making? I I honestly think it's it's a matter of awareness. Like have they looked into themselves as to what not just like what they're looking for from a woman, but like what do they bring as far as value into relationships? What are their what are their skills? Like I had to develop a skill to be social in person because I'm very much an introvert. Like I'm great when it comes to text messaging um, and sexting or whatever, but like my social skills developed through my bartending and desk um, stripping and whatnot. Um, Also, um, look at self-help books as far as like, they've helped me a lot to be aware of my limitations like i'm not I'm, I'm not the be all end all for male escorts i'm just here to um, satisfy a niche in the market for my clientele um and they might satisfy a niche in their own market um like we said the dad bods do really well as well mm-hmm. um and it's all about what they can deliver and it's personality person. like i think mm. that some men think this job is all about having a six-pack when it's really not that at all mm, yeah well, what advice would you give to women who are listening to this and very nervous about booking a male escort um first of all like it's okay to be nervous and i tell my, my clients it's like if you're not nervous i'd be concerned because i would assume that there's something else going wrong um but like nervous is just excitement i think people kind of let their anxieties take control. Um, I know they worry about their bodies and I'm too old. Yeah, he won't find me attractive. Like, I totally get it. 
Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like I'm just there to help them. Like I'm just, I'm just here to supplement intimacy. Um, people have this uh, expectation of like, we have to have sex because we booked it for sex. When we don't, we can talk, we can cuddle, we can watch a movie. Like as a, as a provider, you're not like, you're not going to push them beyond their boundaries just mm-hmm. because they paid you. I mean, you shouldn't. Um, or you can just have a cup of tea and run out like I did. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's open to interpretation. interpretation. Um, I but, seriously freaked out. Um, so yeah, don't, I mean, it's understandable to be nervous, yes, but it's yeah. your job. And as a, as a sex worker that you, you know how to deal with that. Yeah. And exactly. you're very good at making people feel very calm. I hope so. Yeah. No, I you so. definitely like, are. And but taking the first step is probably the hardest thing, getting mm-hmm. that text across. And, um, and I know I, you're in good hands. I, yeah. Well, I did a few blogs on like how to pick the right guy as well, mm-hmm. like what to look for in profiles. Where can people and, read that? Uh, on my website. So what's your website? Uh, www.resensual.com.au. So resensual.com.au. Yep. And where can people find you in general, your website? Um, Instagram as well. Like like just, you can just Google resensual and it should come up. What's your Instagram account? Uh, it's resensual. Resensual. So, uh, R-H-Y-S-E-N-S-U-A-L. And yeah, I, I like to help my clients not just see me, but also other escorts because um, it does kind of expand their awareness around sex. Like it's not going to be the same with me as other escorts and stuff on. Um, there are good ones and bad ones, just like any other profession. And I want them to take that into account as well when progressing, I guess, their experiences. So you went from stripping to topless waitressing to waitering? Yeah, waitering to, to stripping, stripping to male escort. Yeah. Is there something after male escort? that yeah great question in that we don't really know where to go from here because like escorting is such a discretion-based system like Mm. our clients are private we're private it's not really like an out there moment for us Mm -hmm. unless you're you and go and be like publicized by a bunch of people where you are out there in the public Mm. um i think the next big step down escorting and not down content and porn and stuff because I don't really want to go down that route is international. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be the next step for escorting. Like I think working internationally. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I have a good foundation. London's a good place. Is it? Well, I think it's, it's legal there. I mean, there's so many True. places it's not legal. Yeah. Like, well, it's legal in Nevada, the US, I believe. Nevada. Yeah. But yes. It's a hard market to get into. Yeah. Um, parts of Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I think also parts of Asia. I'll have mm. to re- reflect on that. I don't know where. I think Singapore is legal and Hong Kong. Oh, I don't know. Or maybe it's not. I don't know. I see a lot of people going over there. Yeah. Hush, hush. But yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if it's legal over there. Uh, and Dubai, I'm not sure. I didn't. I never went there. I never went international. I didn't want to end up in prison. I didn't I didn't need the headlines. Yeah, exactly. You know, I didn't like, need the headlines. That's, that's well, the Well, the money would have been nice though. It's like, yeah. <laughs> the, the more famous you get, the more clients you get, but then you're more renowned and people are going to know what you're there for. And if for. you fuck up, you fuck up majorly. Yes, yeah. But okay. I think that's the next big step mm-hmm. because I'm very comfortable here. Tell me what happened when the husbands find out. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's a story. Have the have the husbands ever found out? Um, yeah, I've had a few negative experiences with husbands. Um, only like mostly because if the clients don't want me to know that they're married, I won't know that they're married. And if they tell me that they've separated, then I'll just believe that they've separated. Sometimes. Well, I mean, most of the time it's more complicated than that. Um, Tell us that funny story. The, the, fu- the funny <laughs> story. It wasn't funny. It was, it it was, was hilarious. Um, I had a, 
I had a husband. Okay, I had a booking with a lovely lady, um, and then I was getting called throughout the booking, and then was getting a bunch of calls after the booking. And I don't answer calls unless they're scheduled or someone I know. And um, he sent a message, and I thought it was an inquiry for his <laughs> wife. Like I thought it was a brand new inquiry for his wife. So I sent my rates. <laughs> And and <laughs> the response I got back was not very nice. What did he say? Um, something along the lines of um, "Don't you act dumb with me?" <laughs> dot dot dot. Um, I've got. Um, I know you're. You've just spent time with my wife, and um, did you say uh, you got two screaming kids at home? Uh, like uh, yeah, along those lines. I like. I'm not going to get into yeah, the yeah, fire yeah, details yeah, of the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We it talked kinda, about it earlier in the cafe. I was, was laughing my head off. It was a. It was not very nice. Yeah, okay. I wasn't <laughs> laughing my head off. I was actually very upset for this person. The only funny part was the, the miscommunication of me sending my rates to this <laughs> distressed man that was not very happy with me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after the not very nice text yes. um, that I read properly this And then time, he knows how much money his wife spent on you. Yeah. That was yeah. the funny part. Uh, yeah. That was just rubbing salt in the wound. I just want to ask you, um, I, w- women or people always love to ask me whether I feel guilty about being with m- m- married men. What, do you feel guilty about being with wives? No. Like, I, it's not my place to know the exact paradigm of their relationship. I'm not there to judge them in any way, shape or form. I'm just there to, like I said, just help them experience intimacy. If I felt guilty for my work, I it just wouldn't be pleasurable at all. And... Also, my clients aren't there to make me feel guilty. If they are trying to make me feel guilty, I think there's some level of manipulation going on. If they don't tell me they're married, then I don't know they're married. If they tell me they are married, then it's kind of like... It's not your marriage. Well, exactly. I don't know what the level of communication they've had. Have they discussed this? Like I said earlier, some of the husbands just want me to get content with their wives and so they can go and relive it later. It's all such a different world out there that they're not even going to open up to their closest friends about, but they'll see me on a regular basis just to get that kind of ball rolling again for mm. themselves. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Reese, thank you so much for your time. My I hope pleasure. you're not going to bill me for this. Oh, no. um, who bills who? Uh, hello, yeah, <laughs> I can't afford you. <laughs> um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I always love talking to people like you in the industry because, you know, the industry is is controversial, but it's also very colourful and you learn a lot from it. So yes. don't you? You learn compassion and empathy. Yeah, yeah. And you're always learning. Always learning. It's nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. And you can find Reese at www.reesessential.com.au. That is correct. Thank you for listening to this episode. I'll be back next week with another interesting guest. If you want to get in touch with me, email me at samantha at samanthax.com.au. You can also find me on Instagram at Amanda Goff Official to stay in touch. Thanks for listening to Exposed. If you enjoyed this episode, there's plenty more to come. Episodes are released fortnightly and hit follow so you don't miss out. And for more goodness from your host, visit the show notes.